everybody. Welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. This week's episode is with a well-known figure in the music industry and Ibiza's clubbing scene. He's the co-founder and director of forward-thinking party promoters Game Over. Today, my chat is with Owen Smith. Arriving in Ibiza from Dublin at the age of just 20, Owen's first job on the island was with Dance Trip in TV and later on went on to working with the Carl Cox team at Space where he eventually became head of marketing and operations. After the end of Carl Cox at Space in 2016, which I can't believe that was three years ago already. That's crazy. So sad. Um, after that, he launched a game over with business partner Dave Browning. Fast forward to 2000. 2019 and Game Over are, as we talk about in this podcast, well and truly like the baseline of Ibiza, having hosted lots of different events such as One Night Stand, Pure Carl Cox, Wild Child and many more at some of the island's most influential venues like DC10, Amnesia, Privilege and Heart. So in this chat, we talk about what brought him to the island, the good old days of Carl Cox at Space Ibiza and what his roles were during that time there, the beginning of Game Over, One Night Stand, which was the first party brand to tour Ibiza in the same season and how that worked, the future of the island and much more. There still has to be that ground level, as we say, the baseline, because if that's not there, this VIP spending, they're not going to come. Yeah. You know, so... No one can ever forget where the roots of it is. Like, why do people come here in the first place? Owen is always so interesting to chat with as he really knows the ins and outs of how Ibiza's nightlife works and what's needed on the island after working on some of the biggest events in Ibiza. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and please remember to subscribe and share. Enjoy. Hello. Hello there. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you very much. How has the um, end of summer, beginning of winter been for you? It's been a the summer hasn't ended. It was still, still it's just blended into one. Has so it? we've much more events than we thought that we would. I think we've had an event nearly every week since uh, Wild Child closing on the 28th of September. So in need of a holiday soon. Oh, I can <laughs> imagine. So I want to start off just by talking about your beginnings here in Ibiza. So what made you come to Ibiza and when did you come for the first time? Okay, that's a long story. <laughs> I'll keep it short. So, first came in 2007, but that was uh, built up for years and years and years and years. I'm going to Ibiza, I'm going to Ibiza. Most, most kids, you know, what do you want to do when you're older? I say, so yeah, I'm going to Ibiza. So, from an early age, I, like, I was absolutely besotted with the industry, besotted with clubbing, into everything that I could get my hands on from... Sasha Digweed to Hard House to Trance to whatever. So in Dublin, I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to go out dancing until I was like 16, got to God's Kitchen. God's Kitchen blew my head off. I was like, right, I need to be in this. Like, it's somewhere or another. And then fast forward, 2007. And uh, yeah, I just said, right, me and the boys came over for a week's holiday, blew my head off, met some people on the beach saying, you know, what do you do? How do you live here? Or, like, how do you live here? What are you doing? They were working for... Beach Palace, I think it was, which was like a, uh, what was Beach Palace? It's like Tantra. So I was like, they they were selling tickets and whatever in Tantra. And I was like, just looking at the lifestyle they had, I was like, this is nuts. I, I need I need, a, I need a bit of that. Like, yeah, done. <laughs> so I uh, ended up getting in contact with them. And then the following year, 2008, I'd planned to come over and get stuck in. And 2008, then I came in May. So me and my friends had been running a party called Get Music in Dublin. We had Gregor Tresher in Dublin, 
the 23rd and I flew to Ibiza straight after the party <laughs> on the 24th and I've been doing the same since. <laughs> um, never yeah, and, and that was it. I just got stuck in from the get-go, met uh, Will Johnson from Dance Trip and like I told you on, and started doing some video work with them, you know, in and out of Privilege, gave me a camera, get into Privilege, recording the DJ booth and 19-year-old me was just absolutely blown away by all of this. That's a great job to like, yeah, have that to was pretty, pretty nuts, but as, as I said, it didn't last very long considering I have a shaky hand, so <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they could use too much of that footage. And then from there, met um, Dave Brown and my, my current partner. And Dave was heading up space uh, for the past, well, that was 2008, so they've been gone since 2001 at that stage. And just started from the from the ground up. I went in, you know, bowlers, brass, Irish boy. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. I run parties in Dublin, blah, 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 blah. Spoof Central. You blabbed your way and through. And here we are. 12 years later, me and Dave working together, yeah. So what when you were at Space, when yes. you were working, Carl Cox at Space, yes. what roles did you have there though, during that time? So started off as, you know, running a male PR white pasty Irish boy up and down the streets of playing in Bossa just learning Spanish getting people in and ju just really getting stuck into everything that, uh, that we could then you know there was things were different back then there wasn't as many PRs on the street it was like playing in Bossa was purely German, French, Italian and Spanish there was, wasn't even many Brits so for me being there I think in the, the playing in Bossa kind of uh, Workers Connect was there was me, my mate who had come over with my ex girlfriend at the time, and maybe two or three other British, and that was it. Really, there was like nobody else. So, if you were looking on the streets, there was like 10 of us, say, proper PR for space, and it wasn't a big team. So, you really got to know everyone, and, and then from that, the, the next year we were doing something different. We had Calcox and we had Come Together, which was another party at space. So, started as the PR manager for that, and then that role just kind of snowballed as the scene snowballed and everything else snowballed so social media became a massive part of it you know the guerrilla marketing tactics that Cal Cox was known for like we were a massive part of that so yeah it kind of rolled into everything and it just at the end 2016 it was myself and Dave heading it up and then we had a team of like 20, 30 people working for us. So you were us. like head of like, like head of marketing and operations operate. on the night and then Dave was like the head promoter and then Safe House was the team who actually ran everything from London so Lynn uh, was Cal's manager and they 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 got the ball rolling so we were just the Obita operations team we made it happen you made we it sparkled a bit of shit on top <laughs> of it <laughs> so you basically there you've done a lot of diff you've played a lot of different roles so you must yeah. have just learned everything yeah from that, there. that was my apprenticeship yeah. you know I most people go to university, whatever I did, uh, marketing in college, and absolutely learned nothing from that, you know, they, no. which is why I knew as soon as I got into this industry in any way, shape, or form, I was just going to lap it up like a sponge, which I did, so. Yeah. That's a, a lot of people ask, actually, like, what things do you think I should study to get into this industry? You've just got to kind of just, just get your hands started, just yeah. get in it, haven't I you? I do really? think, you know, like, if, if you can study something that's going to be related to whether that's business management or something yeah. to them, in terms of finance if you're going to do something do something that you're going to you're going to use but at the same time you need to be grafting yeah you know absolute grafting and meet everybody anytime we you know we've done a couple of different seminars or whatever and you know people always asking how do we get in it just get in it just do, do it. whatever yeah. like even if you're from a, a small little town doesn't matter where there's always going to be someone like you that's into it like for me I have a massive group of my original cronies, like my friends that I grew up with. I'm the only one 
who likes dance music is him. <laughs> Literally, I'm going to a wedding next week. Not one of them will like dance music. Aww. Like I said, they'd have a clear what I do, which is perfect. <laughs> it's just over there. He's <laughs> just in a meeting. Yeah, that's it. Like, done, so. so obviously, um, Tuesday's Carl Cox at Space was... Rest in peace. Oh, no. <laughs> Good time. Um, it was one of the biggest yeah. nights on the island. Ridiculous. What would a normal, what would a day on a Tuesday look like for you? Because you must have been so bloody busy. Yeah, we, we got it to a tea at the end, but yeah, we're still busy. So, uh, get up, myself and Dave, go me for a coffee in the sports cafe. Traditionally, across the road, everyone started coming in, just making sure that everything was leveled out on the street, that all the, you know, the poster teams had gone out and they were doing their thing. Um, all the posters of the following week were up in the club. Just the, the little niggly bits that... Yeah. You don't think about that they, they made all the difference. So it was just like it was always about what's going to happen the following week. So once that was nailed, it was going in, looking at the production, making sure everything was hung, all the guys were happy. Then we'd have our team meetings in the early mornings where all the PRs would come in from San Antonio, play them boss, uh, wherever else they were going. And like a proper family vibe because everyone that was working on the Cal Cox crew had been there really from the start. There was me and G. G, yeah, I don't know if you met G, the poster guy. No, I didn't. Magic or G. <laughs> and if anyone's listening there, I'm sure they know who he is. Um, so like, it was us two had been there since 2008, and then it was, we'd kind of built that team from, from then along with another guy, Marlon. And uh, so, you know, when they'd all come in, drinks, bass, get everything rolling up, yeah, and then off yeah, they went, nice. and they'd go and absolutely smash the granny out of the streets, uh, and then the guest list started to come in. So that was absolutely nuts. But just, you know, getting the riders ready, um, making sure the lights and stuff are all good. Just all the little bits. The, the little bits that made that night amazing and, and what it was. And, and, you know, the the artists that coming through, making sure that everything was happy for them. We'd have, like, an idea of, okay, what way will the video be that night? And those yeah. type of things. And then doors open. No, doors used to open at 8 o'clock. So Dave would go home. He'd have a little chill. I'd be sitting there on the guest list. I'd, I'd go home. He'd come back. And then we'd meet about yeah, half seven, eight. And then doors are open on the sunset terrace. And off we go. And that's Bad it. Started. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. So now let's talk about the beginning of Game Over. So the morning of the 21st of September yes. 2016, <laughs> after the closing of Carl Cox, 15-year residency at Space Ibiza, Game Over launched with the huge after party that was at uh, Benny Musa Park. You must have had so many mixed emotions that day. So wow. from the night before, it's the end of something that's been absolutely incredible here on the island to all of a sudden starting what's going to be a new journey for you. How did you feel that day? Yeah, that was a bit crazy because we'd never really done a lot of after parties just because, you know, after parties cocooned at after parties and they did them really well, whereas we were very much... Let's just do what we're really good at and, and then stop. And then we'd, we, we'd been thinking, like, in the September, like, we need to do something huge for this. Like, this, it's the closing. Like, of course, everyone's yeah. going to want to dance. And I don't know whether... You remember Oliver Gutierrez, the security guy? He used yes. to do BPM yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ever seen Oliver's tattoo? No. Right, so a couple of weeks previous, we'd been saying, right, we're going to do this after party. And I was like, right, we need a name. What are we going to call it? I was like, oh, it's just an after party. I was like, no, nah, it can't. We we need to have, we need to have a name. So we'll uh, we're coming up, and then I'm in the DJ booth in space at the end of like maybe the penultimate week of Cal Cox, and Oliver comes up. He just got new tattoo on his hands, and he went to go give me a dig to the face, like pretending. 
and a red game over <gasps> on his fist. No. So that's where the name comes from. That was going to be one of my next questions. Literally, me and Dave looking at each other. It's like, did you see his hands? Yeah, right, that's it, done. And I told him, right, man, I'm really sorry, but we're going to use your fist <laughs> as the name for the after party. Oh, and then that's also like so, the... So that's the logo. Like, yeah. yeah, so, so uh, that's, you know, it just made sense. Game over, question mark. Is it over? Is it not over? What's happening? So then that, that morning... We didn't do any promo for it. So it was just word of mouth. And it was like, I think one of the first times that something had sold out. Everybody asking for tickets. Everybody asking what's going on. Like our heads in the clouds because we've just finished, you know, like as you say, super emotional from Cal Cox, but knowing that we're just about to embark on something different. It was just, yeah. it was amazing, you know, because we knew, okay, we, we can't finish yet. Like this, yes, the residency space is finished. That's part of the history now, but we need to crack on. So yeah. we didn't really know what way we were going to be going forward, but... You just thought, we'll do this first event and then do this see what now. goes on. Yeah, yeah. See, see, see what's going on. We knew that there was a lot of things in the pipeline. We, you know, we'd gone to see Privilege previous because we knew that we wanted to maybe do something the following year. But yeah, so an epic day, to say the least. Oh, <laughs> I know. So since then, you've now done One Night Stand, Pure Carl Cox... Wild, Wild Child, child. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> yeah, a few um, different bits. Lift, which is your Ibiza. Lift is the, the winter series, the winter yeah. Series. Am I missing anything? Uh, Lift, what else do we have? We've Game Over Records, we've started. Uh, after th That actual party, the after party was Game Over Presents, If You Know You Know. Oh, yeah. So If You Know You Know, we actually did a, se a series of events. Yeah. You know, trying not, We didn't release the lineups because it worked so well that day. Yeah, we do we do a lot. So like that's we have our game over like events and then Fanfare is a Spanish entity, that's where we run our operations from, which is how we do right. resistance, we do shadows, we do a lot of different things. So when people need events on the island, you know they seem to come to us yeah. and we'll just try crack on and do them. <laughs> but like in three years, you guys have done a lot. Yeah. For three yeah, a, lot, years. a lot of brands for yeah. some reason. <laughs> and you've like done parties at the biggest and most popular uh, clubs on the island. You've also always have like a strong marketing campaign behind them, always good music. So when you are going to launch something new, what's kind of like your creative process behind it? Bearing in mind that there are so many events happening on the island. Yeah, yeah. because we know musically where we want to be. We know musically what works and we know what the competition is. So like for us nowadays, you know, having Carl, Carl is amazing. You know, Carl's headed up your Carl Cox. He's like, you know, the, the main headliner at DC10 when we do those shows. But it also gives us an opportunity with Carl to be able to bring new people up to the ranks and like show, give them a platform that they've never had a platform before, which doesn't really happen that much anymore. You know, when you're looking at the, the big clubs who are yeah. here now, they have the power to book the biggest DJs and whatever else, which a lot of people want to see, but there's also that kind of the proper musos, the ones that feel it like we feel it, proper ravers that want to go and uh, see, you know, Enzo or see whoever in various clubs that, there's not really that opportunity anymore to see them here. Yeah. So if, at least if we keep that, like we're the, the baseline of Ibiza, you know, trying to keep it alive, keep the scene alive, that kind of stuff. So that's where we start off. And then dependent on like what kind of direction we're going in. So Wild Child we did last year was, we knew that we were going to be doing something in Heart. So we, you know, we built that specifically for Heart. Um, something a little bit more cheek, a little bit more, you yeah. know, uh, accessible. Not you're just 
four to the floor, house of techno. So, and that's, you know, everyone's loved it because it's been so much, so much different stuff, yeah. like from uh, garage to house to the Chicago house to New York to French, yeah. whatever. And now... It's been refreshing. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, for us as well, I have so many different styles of music that we like. And if, if we can slot them into different places, why not? Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm, I'm cover that sheet in front of me. I have some more plans for next year. Oh. But this is essentially how we do it. Just get an idea, maybe have a name, try and work out the marketing behind it or what 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 we want it to be. Like what what's it about? Why are we doing it? Yeah. And we we start from there. Yeah. So we're right in the middle of that bit at the moment. Just yeah. like why? Are, what are we going to do next year and why? And if the why doesn't work, well then. We, we change it up. I love that though that you said you're like the baseline of Ibiza, like to keep things going, because you, you are. Yeah, we, yeah. Someone, someone, I can't remember what it was, it was me and Dave on Pure Cal Cox was when we were walking the streets of San Antonio, like it was, it was the Monday beforehand, the Monday night before the first Pure Cal Cox, and we're walking the, the, the back ass of Cala de Bow and we bumped into Jason Boy. And Jason Boy was like, what the hell are you doing here? And he just said this phrase that really sticks out and that we use it. We're the last of the old school. The last, the last of the old school. And I'd like, Dave is definitely the last of the old school. But, you know, that that uh, that resonates in what we do. It, you know, it's yeah. really trying to push it and represent the, the scene that doesn't really get yeah. represented as much as it did. Yeah. So, One Night Stand. Yes. So, One Night Stand was the first party <laughs> brand to tour Ibiza in one season. So, yeah. you did DC10, Amnesia, and Privilege. Political mess. <laughs> wow. I remember, I was working at Amnesia at the time, and I remember when we first got the, the promo video in, and there was people at Amnesia like, we don't want to be posting that if it's got DC10's yeah, logo yeah. on it, if it's got Privilege. But, like, it was actually such a great idea. It was like, we're doing what we want to do. We're not just doing it because that's like what the clubs. Oh, that's do, what you know? the it was like quotas, breaking you know? barriers, you know, yeah. breaking boundaries. How did how did people react to that at the beginning? Uh, as you said, it was a bold move, and when we tried to explain the concept to each, they initially didn't get it. No, why would we not get four dates? So why don't you just do it here? Why don't you just yeah. do it there? But it just defeated the purpose. Carl had, you know, he'd done. 15 years at Space, he was associated there. He'd done the two at Privilege and it never really got a chance to do something himself where he's moving around the island unless he was playing for another party. So it just made it, it made it work. And when we were speaking to agents and whatever else, they were all over it. So, And we got the best of it. We got to do Pasha. We'd already done Privilege. We, we had uh, Amnesia, which was incredible, and DC10. So three of the best. hard to set up with the clubs? You were part of that process, so it was quite. It was quite easy, you know. It was. It was cool. Like I think some didn't really jump on board as much as others did, but that's just the way they are, you know. And I think for the punters and clubbers that were there, each event brought a different element to it. Like so, the the DC Ten one was really where we showed off the the underground and and the new talent that we booked and how we actually went about booking the talent for the DC Ten show was was incredible as well. Like we. We went to ADE, we went to a couple of parties at ADE, who'd everyone been t talking about, and s went into this place, Brett. I don't know if you heard of Brett before. Yes. You heard of Brett? Have you been oh, to Brett? Yes. Oh, you've been to Brett. So we were in Brett for 13 hours. We said, right, we leave when there's a bad track. No bad, track, no bad tracks got played. And the lads who were on in that two hour period that we can't really remember <laughs> was, uh, they, they turned out to be spoken and spoken actually then end up warming up Coxie at DC 10 so Amazing. you know that's we like to do it like that just probably organic and, yeah. and solely for the music so yeah. No, it was so nice like it was just again it was like refreshing it was something new and it was just like 
as you said, a really bold statement, you know, like we can do this, we're not just yeah, going to do we, it. It's a lot easier to go and do something else. Like, yeah. So we're probably stupid in that sense. We make things difficult for ourselves, but if we don't, there's no fun in it then, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that promoting parties in Ibiza has got easier or is it getting harder as the years go by? Definitely getting harder. Definitely. Yeah, definitely getting harder. There's, you know, everybody wants to do a party in Ibiza before, you know, acts in terms of DJs where they'd be happy to come and play for parties. Every DJ wants to have their own party you now. So there's so many more brands doing it. And, and, you know, the exclusivity type of thing where, you know, that you'd go before when I first came, it was like you didn't even call the days of the week the days of the week. You'd say, right, it's Monday, right, it's Cocoon. Yes. It's, it's Calcox Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays was Monza, Fridays was day off or after party. Yeah. And then, you know, you knew exactly where you're going. Now there's just so much on, like yeah. so much. But, but there's, uh, it seems to be a lot more people coming. Um, so once we can, if we can just deliver what we say we're going to deliver and there's a, a market for it and we're trying to bring that, the, the people who are, you know, they can go to Romania super cheap, they can go to Croatia super cheap. So it's getting harder as well. Like the, the, the finances are getting, uh, to put on a party is going up and up and up. So it just all needs to make sense yeah. for everyone. So, yeah. I know this is quite a hard question, but because you are very <laughs> forward thinking, what, where do you think, or what do you think the future is of Ibiza's club and scene? I think everything's going to start balancing out now. Like, there's obviously rumours going around for a lot of changes this year um, or next year. We'll see whether it happens or not. But there's a place for everybody here. The, the, the money that's come in from the bigger clubs, which we won't name, that, you know, that's put a massive professional level on things. So they're slick operations, huge budgets, know exactly what they're doing and turn it into a, a massive business, which is only a benefit for the island if we're going to move forward. You know, people like us who are living and working in this, it's fantastic. There still has to be that ground level, as we say, the baseline, because if that's not there, this VIP spending, they're not going to come. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no one can ever forget where the roots of it is. Like, why do people come here in the first place? Abita has that you know, the magical place, the magical, magical rock, everyone wants to come over here, party, you know, open-mindedness, whatever. If that's missing and it's solely for the money and everything else, it's going to change. Yeah. So you still want that, you know, you want the reason to come here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can see it. It will definitely just ease out. Balance so things will balance again. it out, yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give someone that would want to have their own party in Aretha in the future? Come to us. <laughs> 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 no, no, in all there's just so many people who really know what they're doing, like, and have these amazing ideas that are tapping into, like, what's current and fresh at the moment. Um, stuff like the Stormzy Festival yeah. is opening up to a market that wasn't really here before, but there's, there's a demand for it. So, you know, why not? Things are changing, the sound is changing. Stuff like Wheel Moon, Incredible. So, like, if you have oh, yeah. something like a, if you if you really have something that's going to be different, come see the place because we've also seen a lot of people get burned in the past couple of years. You know, people coming in from wherever, thinking, right, it's a beat. I'm just going to do another party for my brand or whatever. It can ruin you as well, mm -hmm. and it can ruin a lot of DJs because they put their name to something that might not be successful because they need to be here or whatever else. Yeah. It's a, a yeah. It's a, a difficult place. Difficult one. But you, so you're, you're based here all year round yes. here in winter. How many winters? No, Dub Dublin, and, Dublin, Dublin and, and here, yeah. How many winters have you been here? This is my fifth winter. And yeah, how, fifth how winter you, full time. There's a lot of this going on in Ibiza. Yeah, it's crazy there, at the moment. We've, as I said, we've done the party nearly every week since the summer finished. Yeah. So we're in Leo for Lyft and then we're doing game over shows in Ogden. 
and uh, and whatever else comes our way. <laughs> I was only going to go for one drink to Octon on Wednesday. Yeah. And she up. just got home now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally like a couple of hours ago, straight here. I was, I couldn't believe how busy it was. Yeah, it's good. The whole, you know, the island. Everyone, proper, I, everyone I didn't see over summer, I saw on Wednesday. Proper party people. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the benefit as well of the winter because you really do. It's your time to chill and you can go out and you can really enjoy yourself. Yeah. Because the summer, we're all in it. Yeah, working. exactly. Although I did see a few times watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few times. So um, I always ask everyone at the end of the podcast if they can give a guest list rule because the podcast is, can you put me on guest list? So I'm sure that you could come up with a few. <laughs> guest list rule. Uh, there's always a guest list. You can always get in a guest list. Be nice, but if you're going to send it, please send the name in advance. Don't ask and then send the name because like, that's just been nice. If you're going to do it, send me the names and then I'll tell you yes or no. Yeah. And that should be the same for everybody. And if you send the names on a WhatsApp or whatever, put them all under each other. Oh, how annoying is that? <laughs> copy paste, copy can you send them? Can you send them in a different one? Yeah, but other than that, easy. <laughs> We like that. guest list. Yeah. You're true, true, it's true, though, because some people are like, nope, there's definitely no guests for this party tonight. There's not going to be any Sometimes there's not, but, you know, if there's, there's a, a will, there's a way. Yeah. Like, you think, of, think of us when you're younger. If you wanted to go somewhere, you're oh, getting yeah. in. Like, that's 100%. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Cool, thank you. And uh, I'll see you around here in Ibiza. <laughs> thank you very Bye. much. Bye.